episode 002. Week one is in the books of the 2012 Legends of Tron fantasy football season. This is Narf Money live from the Philadelphia, and we are here for the second podcast. I'll be joined later on by Vigo to go over the new set of power rankings, recapping the week one game, the waiver wire, and looking forward to week two. We're going to talk about if Narf and Anton deserve their rankings and much more. Keep it up. Narf, week one podcast, and I am here with Vigo. Vigo, what's up? Not too much right now. I'm watching the Packers completely destroy my chances of winning week two. I am watching the Packers also. They had an awesome fake uh, fake field goal touchdown in like the second quarter. It was cool. Yeah, it was great. It cost me five <laughs> points from Mason Crosby, and they can't do anything else on offense all day. Yeah, especially because your whole team now with James Jones is based around the Packers wide receiver core, so... Uh, I picked Jones up this week because I knew Jennings wasn't going to play, and I figured somebody's got to take his spot. Uh, no, um, yeah, and Jennings has not played in this game, is that right? Yeah, he, he's out, and I benched him well ahead of time anyway. Yeah, I haven't been watching the whole thing. So, you know, you were the first co-host on this podcast. How does that make you feel? Nervous that I've got the... <laughs> it's, it's, an, got... Ego, it's an honor. you got to step up and do it right. That's true, that's true, but people are going to definitely outshine me with this. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm sure there'll be people that are going to be complaining no matter what goes down. That's um, true. <laughs> it's, it's Tron, so there's always complaining. So, let's get started. Most important thing I want to bring up first. You ready for this? Sure. Hope everyone out there understands. The Phillies are going to make the playoffs. It, yeah, it's insane. Fan, I'm not happy about this. They're three games back. And the Cardinals, Dodgers, and Pirates just lose every game to anyone. Yeah. And as of recording time right now, they're beating Houston. They're going to win. Like, the Phillies are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they are. I mean, it's this ridiculous. Is, this is nothing to do with fantasy football, but I, this is, this is amazing. This is one of the better things to happen to my life in a while. Just watch the Phillies win the World Series this year. They're, they're going to. The if they happens. get in, they're going to be the hot team. They're, I know. They're pitching so, so good. Kendrick is like an ace this past month. How do you trade away half your offense and then start playing well? Uh, because Hunter Pence was so bad. I hated him. Apparently. I mean, well, I don't know who the hell taught him to hold a, to hold a bat or throw a ball because he looks like a retard doing it. No one. And... I mean, this is without Ruiz, who hasn't played in two months. Like, it's, it's crazy. I know. There's no way that they have any business making the playoffs, but I agree. I think they're going to get the second wild card spot, and yeah. then they're going to do something crazy and win the one game against the Braves, and yeah. I don't know. And then we, we, because if they want to go then the we would go to the Reds, I think, because they're going to have the higher record than the, than the, not the Niners, the Giants. Yeah. All right. Well, well okay. Actually, I think they can play. I don't know who's got the better record between the Nationals and the uh, – and the Reds, but this year the wild card team plays the number one first place team regardless of division. Oh, really? They changed it up? Yeah, they changed. They changed. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive they changed that. Oh, then it, then it is the national. Then it is the nationals. Going to the AL East, they're going to get lucky because 
I think that in a one-game playoff between the Orioles and the A's, the A's would wind up winning, and then the Yankees would have to play the A's, and the, the Rangers and the A's would kind of take each other out, and then if the Yankees made it to the next round, they wouldn't have to deal with both teams, just one. Okay. So, so this, we'll is, see. this is not a baseball podcast, just we are very excited for the Phillies over here. Let's move on to fantasy football. So first thing to bring up, Vigo, for real. Did you think you should have been higher in the manager rankings? Um, honest, <laughs> honest result, Vigo. On the yeah. air right now. You were number four. Where do you think you should have been? Oh, before we even started the draft. Before we started the draft, you were number four. I think that based on my performance last year, four was about right. I've had a bunch of first-round playoff exits beforehand last year. Vigo, you were over at my apartment two weeks ago, and you got drunk, and you were telling me about how you should have been number one. Yeah, you're holding against me. You're holding against me because I said when I was drunk. No, I just want you to come on the podcast and say it. I don't want you to be I'm real. Tell the people. I, you I think, think you're the best. about right in the preseason. Um, I think in terms of your rankings after the draft, I picked the high-risk, high-reward team by waiting so long on quarterback. I'm still not sure. I don't think I should have taken Brady second overall. I absolutely think Foster was the right pick there, but I also think I waited too long on quarterback. All right, all right. So we'll, we'll get your team in a minute. I just want it on the record. You're okay at number four. You don't think you should have been higher. I agree. All right, I'm just try, I'm trying to get some people to put it out there and say what they think. <laughs> I don't think I deserve that. First of all, you're holding against me when I said when I was drunk. And second of all, I mean, story, I forget who you put ahead of me. Now I almost want to look it up. It's, it's Narf, um, I think Narf Anton Lampchop. What? I think Lampchop was ahead of me. He's always like... Yeah, Lampchop's Lamp numbers actually are pretty untouchable by anyone else in the league. I'm, I'm, I, re- I really wish I hadn't said that because I know he's going to remember that I did. But yeah. uh, then I think me and Anton were ahead of you too. You're, you're usually there. Last year you were pretty unlucky, but I mean, you drafted a good team that just couldn't stay healthy. I drafted so the man. best team of all time. And then I ended up with Jamal Charles and Kenny Britt again this year, but I think that was subconsciously that I kind of wanted to prove that they can be good. We'll see. So, okay, so let's go, let's go over your draft. Um, you didn't think, where did I put you after week one? Was it nine? Or not after week one, after the draft. Was it nine? I think it was somewhere in there. I don't remember exactly where. And you thought, where Where do you think you should have been? Number one? No, I thought I was in the top half. Okay, okay, Vigo. You have the worst quarterback pair in the league. Like, I don't no, think it's I'll close. I'll look that up and just see if that's true. I, I mean, I definitely have an unproving quarterback pair, but I kind of picked them with the feeling, hey, both these guys can either, one, be good, or two, be on crappy teams and get a lot of garbage points. Ah, <sighs> I mean, just going through you can't it. always count on garbage points. Like I know Cam Newton did that last year, but that, yeah. that doesn't just guarantee to happen to rookie quarterbacks or even non-rookie quarterbacks. Like right, there are a lot of teams. For picking, you know, the guy that's supposed to be the best rookie quarterback in 15 years. There are a lot of teams that get blown out in games, and the quarterbacks don't put up good garbage numbers because they're just bad all the way through, and they just don't do anything. I agree. That's definitely a possibility. I said it was high risk, high reward. I mean, but again, I'm not going to apologize for taking luck. Um, I still think Carson. You don't have to apologize. The league's happy. Like you, you, your team's bad. <laughs> That's great. Um, I mean, but I think the other, I, I think the other big option out there when I took Luck, who was I, I believe the first quarterback I took. I yeah, think you the took only Luck other and Ben Locker back to back. Who is just an interception machine. So, so Vigo, here's what I would have done. First of all, you took him over Palmer. Fitzpatrick. I mean, Alex Smith looked great. That was only one game, but Alex Smith, you watched the Niners-Packers game? Did you see Fitzpatrick last week? Yeah, he threw three touchdowns. That's great. Talk about garbage points. Yeah, fine. But but you should have taken 
one of these rookies and one consistent player, not both rookies. Like, if you had Luck and Palmer, like, you could fall back on Carson Palmer if Luck is awful. Like, I, I totally agree that, listen, after one week right now, I'm not happy with my draft strategy. Well, you're, the, you're, you're the only person not to break triple digits week one. Um, True. I mean, I had Locker get hurt. I had Luck look atrocious against the Bears, so that's definitely not making me feel good. Um, Richardson was a mess last week. He can only go up well, from that. I don't know if he. I don't know if he can only go up, Vigo. I mean, Cleveland's. They were so. That's the worst offense I've ever seen play. Maybe. Yeah, it is. It scares me because if they know that, that Cleveland can't start, because Brandon Whedon had like the worst debut I think a quarterback's ever. had. He had single digit quarterback rating for the game. It was like five point one or something. I know. It was single. Digit. So I'm, I'm pulling up. If that continues, I'm in a lot of trouble because teams are going to stack the box against right. Richardson and force Whedon to throw, and it doesn't look like he can do it. Yeah, no, I think so. I wanted to get into a week a week one recap of the games. I'm looking at Huber's land shop right now. You put up 90 points. Yeah. Like, so you got 14 from Luck, 12 from Locker. I, I mean, that's what you're going to get all season. That's normal from them. Um, I, I don't think you can expect that much they more. They one start piece, but I also think that Five and a half from Greg Jennings is going to be, you know, way too low for average. And I just admit it, Trent Richardson scares me. But if I'm wrong about that, then you got to believe he's going to average more than three and a half. No. You know, maybe you bet that out because Foster's not going to score two touchdowns every week. But again, I'm, I'm concerned about my team right now. All right. Uh, and I really hope that I can pick up my quarterback play somehow. It's, it's also, it's only week one. And, I mean, you can overreact a million different ways after week one. Your team will be better than this. Trent Richardson. This is it a top six team? No, I'm scared. It may very well not be because there's talk about Greg Jennings getting traded, and if he does, God only knows where he's going to go. He certainly won't be as valuable on another team as he is with the Packers. So I, I kind of liked your James Jones pickup. I want to see you start all three Packers wideouts one week. Will that happen? We'll have to see how Des is doing. I know you're you're concerned about Des. He looked real good last week against the Giants. He didn't get in, but. Um, you know, if Des keeps playing like that, it's going to be impossible to bench him, even to play all three of them. Ah. And at this point, it almost feels like keeping Jones on the bench lets me play whichever two of these three emerge as the top two. And I assume it's going to be Nelson and Jennings, but, you know, especially on, on, on Des's bye week, I could play all three. And if Jennings doesn't get traded, that would make for a real interesting scenario. No, th- th- that's right. And I'm not concerned about Des's talent. I mean, I think I said this, like... He, if you watch him play and he's on, he looks amazing. Like you watch him, you're like, why isn't he Calvin Johnson putting in numbers? But then but he'll, just, he'll, he'll disappear for the next like three games. Yeah. Like he's just, it's not proven that he can convert that talent into like fantasy or not even fantasy into just NFL production. Like you're right, and I mean you pointed out how he looked against the Jets. He destroyed Darrell Rivas in the first half of the first game. Yeah, last year. It was, I, mean, I think it was, was just the first quarter last year. It was Monday night, wasn't it, or Sunday night? I remember it was one of the late from the late games. Yeah. He had like seventy yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter, and it was just Rivas couldn't stay with him. I know it was it was frightening because just as a Jets fan, I was petrified that Rivas just could not stop him at all. But, I, I mean, he didn't have another half like that the next uh, 16 and a half games, or 15 and a half games. Yeah. All right, so so while we're on your team, give me your favorite – who's your favorite player on your team? Um, I mean, it's got to be Foster just because that, that that's almost guaranteed an average of a touchdown a week, either through the air or on the ground. Foster's um, good. If, if I had had a top two pick, I was – I would have gone Brady Rogers, but I was pretty close to putting Foster's Foster maybe in that top two. 
Well, so the thing is that, you know, I guess conventional, I still kind of, con, you know, subscribe to the conventional wisdom, which is, you know, the first few picks of any draft should be the running back. And you, you've got a decent argument to make that quarterbacks have really supplanted running backs. I mean, I'm just looking at Lamb Chop last week. Lamb Chop started Breeze and Griffin. And yep. that was an offensive game with 72 points, but they both outscored Foster by wide margins. Yeah, they did. Because quarterbacks score more than running backs, and you need two good ones. Yeah, I mean, th- this is how I won last year because Eli and uh, and Breeze had great years last and year. And I, so I told you that. That's how you won the league. And which you, is that? I told you that the other night. That's why you won the yeah. league, because of those two. I mean, I, and I know that the, those guys are definitely the keys to my winning last year. But, I mean, with Foster sitting out there, he you know, if he has another year like he did last year, I, I won't feel bad about not taking Brady. I do feel bad that I waited, you know, six rounds to take a quarterback. That, that does seem like a lot. But I, every time the, the quarterback, you know, or, or my pick came up, I just thought that the available quarterbacks were not, you know, equal to the value of the pick I was taking. No, I completely agree. Um, and just like Matt Schaub, it's not a third-round pick, no matter what Yoni says when he comes on the podcast. <laughs> the way the way Philip Rivers looks, he's not a fourth round pick. I, oh. you better effing step up for me because I cannot believe how upset I was when I woke up Tuesday morning and realized I lost because he couldn't score sixteen points on Monday yeah, night. He was he, he was brutal. I mean, he was average at best on Monday night. Oh my god, I'd forgotten. I owned him two years ago, and I forgot that owning Philip Rivers means you have to watch Chargers games. He's you yeah, can't watch him. He throws the ball like a girl. He yeah, looks he like when you watch him play, you have zero percent confidence in him being able to ever do anything. Uh, the problem with that team now is that I don't even know that you know. I guess they have um, what's his name? I think he's actually on my bench in the league. Uh, Mal- not Vincent Jackson, obviously Vincent Jackson. Malcolm Floyd. Yeah, uh, the other guy, Malcolm Floyd. Thank you. Yeah, Malcolm he, Floyd he is a touchdown. half step above everyone else. But I don't even know who the other wide receivers really are on that team. They brought in Meacham from the Saints. Right, they did. Okay. I mean, he's pretty much the same thing that they're already getting. And Malcolm Floyd is not on your bench, by the way. I'm looking right no, now. No, no, no. He's in another league. Yo, you can't confuse remember. leagues, Vigo. Does your other league have a podcast? I'm sorry, what? I said, how can you confuse leagues? Does your other league have a podcast? No, just this one. Does your other league have power rankings? It does not. This is by far the most involved league. Right now, are you on a podcast for your other league? No. So get your stuff together. You don't own Malcolm Floyd. I think Hudson owns Malcolm Floyd, actually, because I remember it being a good pick. And he paired it with well, Gates to kind of guarantee a piece of the San Diego offense. Yeah. Um, all right, so, so Foster is your favorite player. Who was your favorite pick for the round you got him in? Is it still Foster, or is there someone else you were happy to get? You know what? I always want to go back and look at the, uh, you know, where I picked people, because I generally don't remember. Um, I'll read it right. I where that would be here. You went Arian Foster... Greg Jennings, uh, third round, you went Jordy Nelson. I think I remember getting Dez in the fifth round. I was pretty happy about that. I'm looking right now. Fifth, yep, fifth round, you got Dez Bryant. Fourth round, Trent Richardson. I, I think getting Dez as low as the fifth round was a pretty good pick. Dez in the fifth isn't bad, because then you went your quarterbacks and screwed up your team after that. So, yeah, Dez, Dez not a bad pick. You say, you say screwed up my team. I have no problem taking Jared Cook where I did. He's not an elite tight end, but he's definitely, you know, got some potential. And then after that, it's pretty much my bench. If I have to play San Antonio Holmes, I'm in trouble. If I have to play Tim Tebow, the Jets are in trouble. I've already dropped Redmond. Kendall Wright's not bad, but I guess that's going to kind of go with how Locker is. Yeah. All right. So so let me uh, kind of recap week one scores a little bit. So you played Lamb Chop, biggest yep. score of the week, highest score versus lowest score. Yeah. I'll see you get some revenge from last year when you kind of overtook him the championship. No, I moved his team up in the rankings. Breeze did good. If Robert Griffin III plays as well, 
Lamb Chop's team is going to be good. I don't know. Do you buy RG3 playing like that? I mean, it's tough. You're playing in the Superdome with no conditions and a Saints defense that was bad last year and now has... Yeah, the Saints defense is just, like, mentally a mess. Like, they're not... It's it's completely a mess. You know, you you just cannot count on on him looking that good on a week-to-week basis. You know, it's basically the friendliest offensive condition you're going to get in the NFL right now. No, you're right. And and LC also... He also got 26 points off C.J. Spiller, who was not the starter and wouldn't have played if Fred Jackson hadn't hurt himself. You're right, but I think that, I mean, now Jackson's out four weeks, so Spiller's going to be starting weekly. And I think if he plays the way he did last week, and again, that, that's a big if, because he, he came in after the game was out of hand, and the Jets had basically put it on cruise control at that point, which, as a Jets fan, was nice, because the number of games that gets put on cruise control, and maybe it's one a year, but... Um, you know, if he plays well the next four weeks, I don't. I know Buffalo's got Kansas City at home this week, so that that, that bodes well for him. Yeah, um, and, if he and plays well the next four weeks, I think he's going to eat into Jackson's carries quite a bit because he. I mean, did you see him? He is. Yeah, look, fast. look, he will. I'm in denial. I have Fred Jackson, and I know. I, but I'm sure, like, even when he comes back, I don't know. If Spiller plays well. Spiller might not lose a starting job. They might just leave. He might it with not. Him. I mean, J- Jackson. I mean. I, Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Jackson converted fullback to begin with? I don't know. He's had a weird career. He played in, like, the Canadian League and, like, yeah. the CFL and stuff. Like, I don't I don't really know his history all that The well. only reason I bring it up is because C.J. Spiller was just lightning fast last week, and I think it's hard to bench a guy that can, you know, make cuts the way he was cutting and, and just have the burst that he had. Yeah, you're um, right. And, and LC also didn't start Adrian Peterson, so I mean, who looked apparently like the surgery never happened, which I don't understand how that's possible. It's but. incredible. I was actually going to say, you know, the biggest problem with, with Lamb Chop's team here is that I, he has no second running back, and you know what I learned last week that doesn't really matter because I started like four different guys at RB two and never got more than ten points of production from any of them. Yeah, no, I mean, he he does. Spiller's his best bet. I mean, Jonathan Stewart's not a starter. You're right, he can get away with it. He can't touch anyone on that Carolina offense other than Smith and Newton. Yeah, so I'm not sold on Robert Griffin third yet, but if if, uh, if he plays to not not elite level, but if he plays good and he's got Breeze oh, and Graham, I, and, and if Peterson's 100%, he can get away without an RB2. Um, well, I mean, wait, hold on. Where's, he doesn't, which team are you talking about now? Because he doesn't have Peterson on this team. Oh, yeah, he does. Well, yeah, he uh, does. He didn't, last week, that's why. Okay, he didn't exactly. start Adrian Peterson. Never mind, now I see. Well, okay. I didn't even I'm just looking at last week's lineup and assuming it's his, it's his one lineup, but it's not. Yeah. Um, and don't forget Julio Jones, who, who looked like the best wide receiver in the NFC. Yeah, I'm still not I'm still not all in on that either. I think Roddy White's going to get... I mean, Julio Jones is better than Roddy White, but I think Roddy White's still going to take away production that Julio Jones would have if he wasn't on the team. No um, so going through the other games real quick... Yeah. Narf and Priest was supposed to be the preseason one and two. They had two of the definite lower scores. Man, I went to bed uh, Monday night. I wanted to stay up for the Chargers-Raiders game, but only watched the first half. And Phillip Rivers needed like 10 points in the second half to win me that game. I thought it was a done deal, and he couldn't do it. Yeah. So that was a mess. I mean, neither of our teams looked good. Uh, Fred Jackson yeah, hurt himself. I, I guess I'm looking at your team right now. This is the first time I'm actually going through and looking at other teams. Um, I mean, I'm surprised that you would have taken a Tampa Bay wide receiver. I just... I'm so down on Freeman. I, he looked good last week, and uh, he looked good two years ago, but I think he was the worst quarterback in the league last year. No, I mean, no. He can catch a run for his money, which is saying something. No, you, Mike Williams is not going to start. I mean, Kenny Britt's my starter there. He was suspended week one. Right, okay. Um, I actually think I dropped Mike Williams for someone else um, today. I'm not, I don't remember if I did or not. 
But no, I mean, I, he scored 10 touchdowns two years ago. I think 11, actually. So well, it's, it's funny that you talk about not touching Carolina's offense because I see D'Angelo Williams right there and Brandon LaFell. Neither one of those guys are reliable in any way. Well, D'Angelo, I almost started this week over Fred Jackson. <laughs> Don't do that. I would have lost half a point. I would have gotten half a point out of one. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he got six carries with Al Jonathan Stewart playing, so I don't know what he's going to do the rest of the season. Um, uh, my team, if Stafford and Rivers just played better, I don't know. I'm not... Stafford had... I mean, Stafford's a... You know, I'm not concerned about him, but, man, against that team to, to throw three picks, they have a revamped secondary, but, man, that team... Yeah, he's... You no, know, Stafford, Stafford definitely didn't look good. Phil, Rivers looked bad. Jamal Charles looked good. He only got eight yeah. points, but it was a strong eight points. I'm, I'm yeah. happy with that. I mean, he's also not going to play one of the best teams in the NFC every week. Yeah. So he gets a guy. You look at his – Denver's got a great-looking defense. But the other two guys' defenses looked awful the other night. So, I mean, that's four games where he should be able to give you good points. Um, I'm hoping so. Looking at Priest, yeah, Priest, I think, was the biggest dropper in the rankings. Even though he actually beat me, I lowered him, I think, down to nine or ten and kept myself at five. I don't know. I mean – now I'm like when you look at his team, like his wideouts are really bad. I think yeah, like Colston, Steve Johnson, Blackman. I mean they're not bad. There's just no, there's no number one wide receiver. No, they're there. bad. They're, they're all bad. two, three guys. Yeah, Colston, I mean, that, that's the problem with the entire Saints. Uh, the entire Saints offense is that from week to week you just don't know who the, the future receiver is going to be. Yeah, I mean Priest has Lance Moore. He left him on the bench for 24 points. That would have helped him out. He's also got Mark Sanchez who. I didn't watch a Jets game. Did Sanchez actually look good, or was the Bills just that bad? Great, and I mean, unfortunately, everything I've read is that no one expects him to repeat that performance this year, and I don't blame them. You know, I keep trying to be optimistic as a Jets fan and saying, well, maybe he turned a corner, because he, he looked great last week. He made, except for that one stupid interception, which I don't know if you saw when he was running along the sidelines, and he, he could have taken a two-yard gain and just been happy with it, but instead he shoveled past it forward to his backup tight end, and the guy didn't even expect it coming, so he batted away from his face and flew up in the air, and Buffalo grabbed it, no problem. Hey, that looked like the same old Mark Sanchez, but for the next three and a half quarters, he looked fantastic. I don't know what got into him. He was making good reads. He was making strong throws. He just was minimizing his mistakes. It was really something to see, but I don't see that happening twice. Yeah. So um, let's move on to Anton and Noah and get the rest of these games pretty quick. Um, so, yeah, I actually thought this was going to be another really close game, too. It turned out not to be. Noah is actually, I wrote this in the power rankings, the only team that I look at, I feel pretty confidently, is actually strong all the way around. I mean, Andre Johnson and Brandon Marshall are both two wide receiver, like, definite number ones if, yep. the, if they play well, and it definitely looks like both did. I mean, yeah. still, it's still only one game, so you don't really know, but... No, I mean, Marshall and Cutler. Gonna, I think Decker is going to be, I, I think, you know, he's going to turn into the number one option for uh, for Manning. Yeah, and you know, then Manning looks good. Is that Demarius Thomas can't run around, and that's not good in a Manning offense. No, it's not. And the fact that Manning looked good is um is very encouraging for Eric Decker. I mean, and Alex, Alex Smith here, I'm not saying, that may have been his best quarterback performance this season, but he looked, like, he was 20 for 26. He was good. I was going to say, are you buying him yet? I mean, one week is, you know, you can't draw any conclusions from one week, but he looked, if that's how the Niners are going to look every week, then they are the best team in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, I benched their defense because I was afraid to play them in some Packers, and I shouldn't have. Yeah, I, I would have done the same thing. I, you know, right now the Packers look pretty pedestrian, but, uh, you know, going into the season, there's no one I would have started against the Packers' uh, offense. Yeah. Um, over on Anton's side, I mean, Rodgers stepped up. DeMarco Murray looked really strong in that game. He didn't get in the end zone, but he the second half, he was running over the Giants. 
Yeah. Turner's a problem pick for me. I think Turner has seen his best days long since passing by. Yeah, I think that too, but I don't... It's only... I mean, he'll still get touchdowns, and he'll have a few games. I mean, Atlanta, I mean Atlanta's going to pass more. I think Anton... Anton does have Ben Jarvis on the bench, though, and I actually think he has a decent season in Cincinnati ahead of him. He, he very well might. And the other thing is that Anton... I mean, Anquan Bolden overperformed, but both Brandon Lloyd and Hakeem Nix are going to give you more consistent production than that. Combining for 13 and a half points between the two of them is, is definitely a down week. Yeah, no, definitely. The wideouts, I mean, those were two high picks for him, and Nix, just yeah. like Jennings, is not a number two pick, but Brandon Lloyd, I think, will have a bigger week. Um, Freeman, maybe not so much, although Anton barely broke 100, getting 14 points from David Akers, so I kept him high in the rankings, but it's, it's more of like a gut feeling a lot of these players. His team didn't actually look very good. No, it didn't. And I mean, and the Bills' defense again, one week, but the Bills' defense looked atrocious. They could got they got no pass rush, you know, running up. Yeah, against what was what was Mario Williams doing? Did, did Mario Williams do anything? Did who? Mario Williams do anything for Buffalo? No, he bitched that he got face mask held on every play by the Jets' new right tackle, Austin Howard. I, you know, I don't really get to see that that much, but you know, he says he was being held. The Jets say he wasn't. I don't know, but right now he looked he looked terrible last week. He had. No, pre- I think he had like one QB pressure, one tackle, and no sacks. The entire game it was a total bust of a game for him. But again, that Buffalo defense is nowhere to go but up. They're not going to give him 48 points a game. That actually, St- Stephon Gilmore didn't look good. Williams didn't look good. Those guys are going to get it together sooner or later. Um, yeah, definitely. So I'm moving on. Moose and CB. Moose, one of the people I know, thinks he should have been ranked higher. He had a pretty good week, actually, fourth highest, and he left Frank Gore on the bench for 20 points, which would have bumped him up. Even more if he started Pierre Thomas, who put up two and a half. I don't know. I still don't love Moose's team. Miles Austin, I thought was really encouraging. I thought he looked really good against the Giants. Like he was making some aggressive catches, and he's still supposed to be a little hurt. Like his his touchdown that he scored, he just jumped over. He read the ball, jumped over two guys, and then it was a nice play. Yeah, it was. I mean, the only issues with this team I see are Pierre Thomas is just a waste. And Fitz is going to have the same problem he's had every year since Warner retired. He's a great player who's rotting away on a team with no quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think – I mean, Larry Fitzgerald still might be the worst first-round pick. I don't think he has any upside without any quarterback play, and especially Cobb playing as a scout. Now, Cobb's awful. Yeah, terrible. I mean, and, and, and the only other issue is you – know, not that it's an issue, but the Ravens' defense is not going to be putting up 18 points a yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, I wrote this in the powerings. Like, if you look at this box score, Moose got 18 from the defense and 8 from the kicker. CB got yeah. 16 from defense and 9 from a kicker, like 26 so and 25. Like, that's, those are ridiculous scores to get from a D and a kicker. Like, you, you can't read too much into these totals when stuff like that's happening. Like, that's no, not going to no, happen. I definitely can. And the Jets' defense looked great last week, but they're not going to have people telegraphing passes to them on a weekly basis. The Jets are not going to put anywhere near 16 points up a week. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Demarius Tom. I think, like we said before, I think Decker's going to become number one, not Thomas. So... I don't know. It, it, this team's really on Cam Newton, and the, the whole Carolina offense wasn't really looking good against Tampa Bay at all. Yeah. Oh, I mean, one other thing is that uh, I think CB got Sean Green's best performance. The fact that he got that he sniffed anywhere near 100 yards stunned me, but he also needed 27 carries to do it. Ooh, do they have a backup? I mean, Sean Green's the full-time running back, right? Yeah, they, they, their third down back is is not any good. It's a guy named Bilal Powell. He's not bad, but I mean, if I assume this is the first time you're hearing his name, which just is a testament to you know how effective you can expect him to be. The Jets' running game is a mess, and their offensive line is a mess. And that, that, those are my concerns with them. Um, 
Yeah, I mean... I just, I don't know what got into them last week. I'm trying to be positive with them, but I still have all the same concerns I had going into last week's game. And you probably should. So over on CB side, I mean, Wes Welker did nothing. I'm not worried about him. Some people are. He only played, like, 40 of, like, the 65 snaps or something. Like, he wasn't on the field a ton, but I still, I, I don't think it's... I mean, they said it was about the matchups they wanted against the Titans. It wasn't anything about him. It was just a player, so... I'm fine with that, although, but M- Michael Vick here, like, he doesn't look like he can play quarterback anymore. No, he doesn't. He looked he looked really bad against an awful Cleveland team. He threw four interceptions against that defense. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't know. As an Eagles fan, I don't know how you feel about him, and I was going to ask As you, an Eagles fan, I'm focused on, the Phillies making the, I'm focused on the Phillies making the playoffs right now. Um, I said, as an Eagles fan, I'm focused on the Phillies making the playoffs right now. Yeah, great. Um, no, I'm not. I mean, that was an awful start with Vic. I, he's better than that. I actually think we're going to beat Baltimore at home this weekend. I don't think anyone in the world but me thinks that. But yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, no one does. Especially <laughs> I'd like if you would beat them, but I don't see it happening. Um, what did you say? What I think about the Deshaun contract? Did you ask? Yeah, well, now Deshaun's got the contract. Do you think he starts playing well again? I thought. He I think. I, I, I don't think. It, I didn't think he looked like anything great, but. I don't think it will. I don't think it will hurt. Um, I also, I mean, I see it both ways. Like, you never want to support a player who's not trying hard as a fan. But I definitely understand the argument of, like, if he gets hurt, he was making $600,000 salary. Like, that is nothing for an NFL player. And that's not, like, the kind of, he made that three years. Like, you're not going to live your life off that. Like, I'm sure he spent the most of it already. So, like... This is, if, like, he's thinking, if I get hurt, and he's a tiny guy, like, I lose my only chance at life at $20 million. Like, his only chance. Like, I, I kind of understand, like, not wanting to get hurt, if that's the case. Uh, I mean, I understand that position whenever a football player takes it, because ownership's unwilling to guarantee money. I'm just thinking, you know, does he come back and play like the Deshaun Jackson two years ago, or is it like last year, where he doesn't try until, he like, was, 15? No, he's gonna try. He's always been a little overrated, just because of his speed, like... Even his good seasons were like fifty catches, eleven hundred yards. Like he's he's not he doesn't have like an eighty catch, fourteen hundred yard season in him. Like he's just not, not dependable not enough. He's it's not, not between fixing consistency and I mean the fact is if they're if they're not throwing to McCoy eight times a game, there's a problem with that team. Yeah, and I mean Macklin's the more versatile receiver. Macklin can yeah. do a lot more. He can run a lot different types of routes. He goes in the middle, he's the one they're throwing slants to, like yeah. yeah, I mean, Deshaun will have this huge game, so he'll get probably one or two maybe punt returns or touchdowns to help CB out, but I don't know. This team, I don't think, is that, that strong anymore. I've never been a Dwayne Bow fan. Um, Roethlisberger didn't look good. The Pittsburgh O-line looked really bad in general, protecting for him. Yeah, and we'll see what, ha- what happens with Pittsburgh. They really did not look good this past week. Um, the fact that, that game was as close as it was for as long as it was surprising because Denver looked just like the clear superior team. Yeah. All right, so two more games. Lionel put up another big score, and I know he thinks he should be higher in the rankings, but 17 from the Texans' D, I mean, it's just not sustainable. I know he also had some downsides. He only got three from John Skelton at the OP spots. You could say that balances out, but... Yeah. Matt Ryan, thirty. Matt Ryan had a huge game. I don't love Matt Ryan, but sooner or later I may have to come around on that if he keeps playing like that. Like he looked good. They're, I mean, their offense looked really good. Their their offense did look really good again. Playing a crappy team on a warm day, those things help. I mean, the, the fact they get to play eight games in a dome, you, you always have to like Matt Ryan. He's yeah. got two big I mean, wide receivers. Um, Maurice Jones Drew scares me just because I took. Um, Chris Johnson last year, and that never that situation just went from bad to worse. Agree completely. I don't think Jones Drew is gonna. I mean, I, 
I don't think he's going to average double digits here. If he does, he's going to average like 10 or 11. Like, he's not... He, he doesn't have a strong season in him. And Kevin Smith, I mean... That, those, he's just an injury waiting to happen. Yeah. I mean, those 22 points are a mirage. Like, he, he can't... Like, he plays like three games a season. Yeah. Not, not to mention, Detroit's running game is awful no matter who's playing there. Like, they they only... I don't, I, I don't know how he got this many points, actually. Like, I didn't watch the game. I don't know what happened. But I'm, I'm shocked to see Kevin Smith... Yeah, I don't know how he got to 22 either. On the other hand, this wide receiving core is great. Uh, it really is. I mean, Cruz looked actually really bad, though. He had, like, three or four awful drops. But bad drops, so that's not going to Assuming he comes around, Roddy White's super consistent. And Steve Smith, I thought, may have been, like, every year I think he's too old. And the fact that he put up 100 yards is a, is a really yeah. strong sign for Lionel. He, he never I seems to age somehow. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, especially he's the only Carolina player who had a good day. Like, Williams was awful. Newton didn't do a lot. But Steve Smith actually got his numbers. So it's a good sign. I owned Jermichael last year. I think I owned him the last two years, actually. He, his drops are his issue. I mean, he's a huge, really good player. Oh, somebody just scored for the Packers. I don't know who 80 is. I'm hoping it's Driver. It's, John, it's Donald Driver. I'm watching is it, too. It is Driver. You're right. Damn yep. it. They would score a touchdown for one of the guys I don't have. Oh, God, man. This score is 22-3. to I thought this game was close. Wasn't it 0-0 after one? Yeah, I mean, the Packers haven't looked great, but the Bears have just looked so bad yeah, that it doesn't matter. And I've, been tell- I've been telling everyone the Bears are actually going to be a good team. Every year the Bears seem like they should be a good team, and it never seems to come to fruition. Well, like one year they made the NFC Championship game. I wasn't even sure how they got there. Well, they, they made it two years ago. They got there with Caleb Haney, a quarterback, because their only playoff game was Seattle. 79 yeah. Seattle, who somehow beat New Orleans. So the Bears got the I mean, easiest round two game of all time. Haney. Haley, Haney came into the middle of the game when... Uh, Cutler got hurt and then was a little bitch and wouldn't go back in. He actually tore his, like, one of the knee ligaments. Like, he, he was legit injured. Uh, I know. I just, I feel like... No, I mean, every... Dumb as, as dumb as it is to say, it's football, you really, as, as long as you can move around, you should be out there. In the well, NFC especially a quarterback. It's not to say the risk for their injury. I don't know. No, I mean, you're in the NFC Championship game. Like, there is a point where, like, if he's in Super Bowl, he played, like, there's a point where you're playing for right then and only right then. Like, yeah, it's true. And no, and everyone loves to hate Cutler too for being like a whiny little bitch. So, I mean, everyone in the world thought he should have played. Yeah, on the other side, Fuse's team seems to have underperformed. No, they didn't. Fuse's team sucks. <laughs> sucks. Sorry, Fuse. Right. Um, I mean, Flacco. I don't know what to make with him. They're making a big deal out of him now that they're using the no-huddle offense. They say he's going to be more comfortable. I, I don't see how he's anything more than Mark Sanchez senior, but whatever. Yeah, I've never liked Flacco. Flacco shows some good games, but he's not going to be a consistently great player. Marshawn Lynch, I don't know what you know what you're getting. Um, Reggie Bush. Smith underperformed. Miami might have the worst offense in the league. Like, you're not going to get a lot from Reggie Bush. You think this might be the worst offense or the Ravens? Miami. Oh, Miami. I'm sorry. Miami has the worst No, yeah. I mean, no, Cleveland's going to be the worst. But Miami might be the next worst team after Cleveland in terms of offense. A.J. Green was one of Hughes's big... Like, A.J. Green and Torrey Smith have potential, but since he looked really bad, like, it's possible Andy Dalton's just not very good. I, I mean, I, I thought that that was the case since since last year. I didn't understand how they were doing it. The Jets were chasing them down all year. It was driving me mad that they were playing that well. Um, I don't think since he's a good team. No, like, I, they're not They're, they're not a good team. The beneficiary of an easy schedule and some good luck, and I think that that's them. Agree completely. Cincinnati's not a good team, and... Torrey Smith, so I also thought he was going to have a big season. He's definitely got the speed, but Flacco put up great numbers, and Torrey Smith didn't do much, which isn't a good sign. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and then look at, like, the red, like, 
Yeah, sure. Gronkowski will have some big games. He's not going to be last year. Vernon Davis. I mean, I mean, those are two big picks. I don't. I'm, I'm surprised to see anybody running with only one quarterback in this league. But I see that his only other options are Dalton and Cobb. So I would go with Davis over them too. Yeah, it's it's kind of. I mean, Hughes, when you when he comes on the podcast, he can try to explain to me what he was thinking. He's it's actually it's like way too much out of Nick Falk. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Um, the last game of the day. Hudson beats Yoni. This one's actually pretty close. This was one of the other ones besides me and Priest that was really in question Monday night. Um, I thought Tony Romo, I always think he's underrated. I mean, I think if yeah. he... He's the a thing, top 10 fantasy quarterback. He's a top 8 fantasy quarterback easily. The thing about, like, the, the, the reputation on Tony Romo, I think most people think is, like, he's a good quarterback who chokes and can't win his team good games and, like, never shows up. And I, I he does choke, but... I think what people miss is when he's playing well, he's not a good quarterback. He's like a very, very good quarterback when he's playing well. Yeah. Like, he, he's probably the best QB outside the pocket in the NFL. Like, it's actually, like, he's really, like, it's nice to watch. Like, the way he eludes pass rushers, rolls out, and, like, hits deep targets. Like, he's very good at that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at the rest of this roster. Chris Johnson, I can't wait he got seven points. I just looked it up while you were talking. I didn't realize that he caught as many passes for as many yards as he had. Yeah, a lot of people are saying he because, like, because his rushing numbers were something else. Yeah, he may have had the worst week one of anyone, actually. Oh, by a wide margin, he was like 11 rushes for four yards. I didn't even know it was possible to be that ineffective. Yeah, it's bad. Forte um, had a typically great day. Yeah, Forte is going to be good. I, Forte pick was good here. His wideouts are all going to be hit or miss. Like, you had Jack, you had Jackson last year, I think, right? That, and, and you said it earlier, is that Pittsburgh's O-line looked really bad. They lost David DeCastro in the preseason. The problem with Pittsburgh is that their whole thing is based on just sending these really fast guys deep and letting, and letting Roethlisberger hit them deep. But if Roethlisberger doesn't have the time, then Wallace's biggest asset is kind of taken away. And Correct. That's I mean, their whole passing game goes out the window without... Time. I, line, I mean, yeah. Roethlisberger's not even a great underneath quarterback. He, he's pretty accurate deep, but he's not all that accurate on shorter stuff. No. Uh, Vincent Jackson, I don't think anyone has any idea what he's going to do this year. Like, he could have 1,200 yards, or he could have, like, 700 yards. Again, that goes back to me thinking Freeman is terrible. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it could go either way, but I just I have no optimism with that. I don't think Freeman's ever. terrible, especially from fantasy but perspective. Like, I think he's average fantasy-wise, but, yeah, I don't have big... Thoughts for Vincent Jackson. I, I did think Floyd was going to be good because I thought San Diego's offense was going to be good. But yeah. if, if Rivers and the San Diego offense suck, then Floyd is not going to have a great season. Uh, it's interesting because I, I feel like there were a bunch of years where everyone underrated Philip Rivers and he played really well. And then people started rating him you know, more fairly and he started underperforming. So now it's almost like he's overrated. I, I almost can't get a feel from Rivers you know, year to year. He, he was terrible almost all of last year. I, I, th- I, think, I think in consecutive weeks he had the game where he threw out of bounds on fourth down at the end of the game against the Jets, and then he had that fuck-up with the Chiefs on Monday night. I think that was either in consecutive weeks or like two out of three weeks, something like that. Uh, and if, if Rivers is going to look that bad again this year, then Floyd's going to be a waste. Yeah. And so does Gates. Uh, yeah, and I'd actually predicted Gates again for a big year. Now, Rivers isn't going to look that bad. I think he'll still be... Okay. No, I don't either. But I already see. I mean, in terms of this week, Hudson has lost on on Cutler. Um, I guess they're driving right now, but I don't think there's anything Cutler can do to salvage this week. No, there can. I mean, he just really underthrew whoever eighty-seven yeah, I, is. I don't even know who that was, but that was an awful pass. It was he an awful couldn't... pass, and Cutler wasn't going to do twenty. I think it's Johnny Knox actually. Cutler yeah. wasn't going to do. Uh, he wasn't going to do twenty-five. I mean, he's not that great, and and they actually really run first offense too. Like he's, they're gonna they're gonna be conservative and run the ball. 
Uh, I think in a lot of ways they're, they're kind of similar to the Eagles in that they have a you know a great running back who can also catch passes and is going to eat into the the wide receiver reps. Um, yeah, uh, definitely true. Matt Forte probably actually hurts the value of. Uh, I think Brandon Marshall is going to catch passes, but maybe whoever the number two there is is not going to really have as many targets coming his way. Then if I guess it's not. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're, I just realized we're going pretty long right now. I wanted to run through the waiver wire quick. Um, all right, I can so, take a look at that. So you picked up James Jones, number one. I see. I think Hudson got the better player. I would have rather taken Randall Cobb than James Jones. Um, I think Cobb is much more upside, and all the reports out of Green Bay say they're like grooming Cobb to be Greg Jennings after this year when Jennings leaves. Hello, Vigo. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It sounded like you cut it out. Can you say that again? I don't know. I was saying I would have taken uh, Randall Cobb over James Jones. I think. I didn't know which one to take. Honestly, it, they seem like you know six of one kind of thing. I was actually a little surprised both of them were dropped going into this week because I know both were drafted, and I'm surprised to see Alfred Morris go as high as he did. Well, that I was, guess you did that. I'm seeing now. That was oh, me. I was, How do you trust that that, that, that team's running game? No, it doesn't stick with a guy for more than a week and a half. I, I don't. I owned Roy Hallou for five or six weeks last year. I understand how bad it is to root for Washington uh, running backs, but. I mean, there's no, there was no other running back available with potential. Fred yeah. Jackson's out three to four weeks, and D'Angelo Williams looked awful. And Toby Gerhard, who I thought might have value if Adrian Peterson couldn't play, uh, all right, Peterson looked amazing. Is, is down to zero value. So I think he's just going to be disappointed with Stephen Hill. Yeah, I mean, where I thought I had four decent running backs, and now feel like I have one in Jamal Charles. So I wanted a running back there. He got 28 carries. If he gets that many carries, he'll put up numbers. I don't know. Um, it's, just, it's just he never, you know, and they've got three very similar running backs there between Hulu, uh, Morris, and Evan Royster from Penn State. They also have Tim Hightower, I think. Yeah, they do. Yeah, wow. it's it's what ridiculous. Um, Kevin Cobb's a good pick just because starting quarterbacks need yeah, to be owned. Starting quarterbacks come at a premium, and when you can get one, you got to take yep. them. Even if it is Kevin Cobb. Dexter McCluster is actually really valuable because you can line him up as a wideout or a running back in fantasy. Yeah. And it's a good flex play or, 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 a, uh, or a wide receiver play. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm trying to look. Oh, so Anton took Ogletree number two. I think Ogletree played his best game of the season. I don't think he's doing that again. I, mean, he I don't think he played his best game of the season. I still think it's a good pickup because teams are going to focus themselves primarily on, um, on both Miles Austin and, and Dez. But at the same time, that giant secondary was just... Okay, so so that's the argument for him, and that's why Laurent Robinson had numbers last year, is yeah. they're going to play the safeties on the top two outs. But, I mean, the Giants' third-string corner was hurt going into the game, and their fourth-string yep. corner got hurt during the game. So he was yep. lining up against their fifth-string cornerback. Yep. And I think the big key here is that Witten was not 100% at all. I think I don't think those targets go to Ogletree. I think those targets go to Witten once Witten's back. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that Ogletree... I mean, I still think he's a good pickup because he's got good potential, but I also agree that he played his best game of the year last week. Yeah, so, I mean, he may put up another 100-yard game. I don't know. If I was Anton, I would have taken Randall Cobb there, too, I guess. Breland Edwards, uh, I don't think he's going to do anything. No. I mean, did you see Russell Wilson last week? He's yeah. not going to be starting by October. Um, yeah, he's going to be... Well, who, Matt Flynn's the backup. And they, they, yeah. paid, they paid Matt Flynn decent money, didn't they? I don't, yeah, they gave him like 10 million guaranteed or something like that. Yeah. I don't understand how he, I don't understand how Russell Wilson won the job in the first place, and I don't see him keeping it long term. Yeah, no, you're right. And then, um, I picked up the Bengals D just because they're playing Cleveland this week, so 
I may play the Niners, but actually probably going to go with the Bengals just against Brandon Whedon there. Um, Matt Bryan, kicker. Lance I'm not Ryan. sure how anyone picks up the Patriots' D. I know they look good yeah, on the rush. Who, who, who are they playing, though? It's not someone good. I, I don't... Oh, uh, it's, it's oh, Arizona. They're playing Arizona. Yeah, no, so they're, they're going against Cobb. Over yeah, Arizona. Good, good I think they're playing Arizona and Gillette. I mean, that's going to be a complete mess. But long-term, the Patriots' D is not a playable defense. No, it's not, but it's probably a one-week play. Like, I'm taking up Cincinnati here for one week, not for not for the long haul. And then I'm trying to I'm trying to look who... But actually, if you look at the most recent pickups since then, um, Anton picked up Buffalo D. I mean, you went off about how awful they looked. I didn't see the game, but... They looked awful, but again, I think they have nowhere to go but up, so not a big deal. Um, yeah... Packers, D drop, Giants, D taken. No, the Packers, D. Well, the Packers, D's playing good tonight, actually. But that was by Fuse. All right, so pretty much it. Looking on to week two matchups. It's actually interesting. No, um, every team that won is playing a team that lost. It's all 1-0s and O's versus 0-1s. So it is, yeah. <laughs> there, there, there aren't any matchups that really jump out to me as two top teams playing. I don't think, I think it's pretty... Balanced. I mean, Anton and Lionel, maybe two of the better teams they're playing. Um, I am playing Lamb Chop. I really hope I win this game so I can move myself ahead of them in the rankings. Although ESPN is me as an underdog, like 25 points. I think it'll be closer than that. Um, Priest and Yoni, I'm not, not believing in Priest anymore. Hudson and Fuse can battle it out for bragging rights of 2011. CB and Noah might both be okay. Oh, you're playing Moose. That's a. Oh. I'm in a lot of trouble. I actually just looked at my because I've been watching this game now. That's an 0-9 battle for almost an hour. But uh, the fact is that my biggest offensive output from this game has come from Mason Crosby by a wide margin. James Jones has one point. Jordy's got seven and a half. And Crosby's got twelve. Pray, I mean, barring some sort of miracle from one of my quarterbacks, that's going to pretty much kill me for this week, and then I'm in a lot of trouble. Man, Vigo, your your Packers wideout strategy is just not working. I don't for know you. what. I mean, the Packers don't look like the Packers right now. They've got. I mean, they're driving right now. They're starting on their own thirty. So hopefully they'll put the ball in the air. If one of my guys gets in the end, nope. and Rogers and Rogers, and Rogers pick, this might. Uh, it's not going to go back, but no. But it's going to shave another three minutes off the clock, and then the Packers are going to go into clock kill mode and stop throwing. That's yeah, because if Green Bay, if Green Bay, not Green Bay, Chicago gets seven here, it's going to be a two-score game. With like, it's seven, then it's a two-touchdown game. So Green Bay will want to run out the clock. Chicago have to score very fast for this to be a game. All right, well, we're going pretty long. I want to get this out. So, Vigo, thank you for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. This is the NARF. We may do it again, depending on if I need fill in to people back out. Good luck against Moose, and I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later, Nash. See you, Vigo. See ya.